0: Well, what's up, everybody? Thank you for spending your New Year 2024 right here with Sam and I, Two on OSU. Um, it's gonna be a heck of a year for for I think Oklahoma State football, for uh, Two on OSU, for us. Sam, I could not believe how well uh, the Cowboy season ended at the at the Texas Bowl. The kind of optimism going into it all. It's gonna be a lot to unpack in this episode. We're also going to talk a little bit of Cowboy Hoops. Of course, that season is ramping up with Big 12 play right around the corner. Uh, but we need to thank, of course, our sponsors who have supported us throughout this year and into this next year, uh, Two Fellas Movers. We're Two Fellas. We move things, but not as well as our friends at Two Fellas Movers. They'll hook you up. The National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, they do such a great job kind of preserving Oklahoma and everything it means to be an Oklahoman. So go check them out. And MidFirst Bank too. Nothing uh, more important than getting your banking, all your financials squared away. Gives you peace of mind throughout 2024. Firelinkjobs.com, they can help you with that too. They can uh, get you hooked up with a new sort of job, a new sort of deal, maybe a new year, a new you. And also Oklahoma Ford dealers. Uh, we love Ford. They've been so good. Uh, I know in our family, Fords are big and we drove a Ford uh, all around to different bowl games and stuff this season, so thank you to Oklahoma Ford dealers, and uh, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Sam, the last time we talked, we were on the field at the Texas Bowl, Oklahoma State winning that game. Um, what well, I mean with with the the departures and the announced arrivals Oklahoma State Cowboy football things i think are looking up for 2024 kind of give a sense of of where you're at with the team sure um that was the last time we talked publicly i mean we we live together <laughs> yeah. i think i asked you where the milk in the fridge is today um so certainly but yeah sure on the on the business side of things um our business covered Oklahoma State yeah it was i think it was a fitting into the year for the Cowboys. And um I wrote about this in my newsletter. Hopefully you get that by the way. Um I have a lot of fun with that and Ben does too, um, writing those. But uh I wrote it in my newsletter it was a fitting year, maybe just because the Cowboys were happy on that field. And we covered last year at Oklahoma State Ben it was not a happy end in the guaranteed rate bowl. Um it was not a happy week after the bowl game with all the transfer departures. And this year could not be more different. I'll just set it up. Uh, set up the pins before we knock them down here. Um, telling you why you should be excited about next year. If you're an Oklahoma State Cowboy fan. Or at least have a, a reason to be excited. But I'll set it up. The Cowboys had 19 players hop in the portal last season. Um, it was reminiscent of that Dr. Pepper commercial. Ben, we watched the playoff games yesterday together. The The transfer portal was out of control. And the Cowboys lost their quarterback. They lost starters left and right last year. and. Um, this year, Cowboys have had nine players transfer out. So we're recording this on the last day that the portal is open. Um, so we'll see. I mean, the Cowboys maybe lost. The the biggest hit was on the, the final day with, with DJ McKinney, um, a, a good young DB who who entered the portal today. But it's the, the Cowboys have not been hit hard in the transfer portal, especially compared to last year. And that means you got guys coming back or going to the NFL. And... I think a lot of these guys, they'll probably end up coming back. Ben, we will talk offense first. Obviously, the, the big dominoes like Ollie Gordon, Brendan Presley, they're coming back. But take us through the offense as a whole. Who's coming back um, and, and how, how dangerous this offense could be next year? I like that you use that word dangerous because uh, Alan Bowman was asked, hey, Alan, you know, we realize your waiver situation is up in the air. If you come back next year, What's it going to be? And before the question could even end, Bowman said, Dangerous. It could be dangerous. And Sam, I think he's right. Because Oklahoma State returns 83% of its rushing yards uh, as a team. Of course, Ollie Gordon's back. He's the big guy in that. He's had uh, 1,732 rushing yards. um, And the Cowboys had just over 2,200 as a team. So, when you look at that, Ollie Gordon's coming back. Um, that's the kind of driving force behind this cowboy offense. Brennan Presley, a huge addition. He talked after the Texas Bowl and kind of left some clues out. But in the end, he said, I'm coming back. Um Rashad Owens is gonna be back, Sam. Deshaun Stribling, another wide receiver, uh, expected to return. Um, so those are kind of the main guys, I think, uh, in the receiving core. And in the receiving core, Sixty-five percent of OSU's receiving yards are coming back. Yeah, and on the on the running back front bin, that's maybe I I'd, I'd expect the Cowboys to to look for a veteran back in the portal, someone like Elijah Collins. Um, I, I like that one-two stack that that Oklahoma State has of Ollie Gordon and Cessi um, with with what he did in the Big Twelve Championship game. But I can see the Cowboys trying to add a vet there, um, just to to give Ollie Gordon you know spell him a little bit. Uh, on uh, so didn't have to carry such a huge workload but that was the that was the thing you brought up I think accurately the Cowboys receiving court I wasn't sure how much those guys would come back I wasn't sure if maybe Brennan wants to you know look for greener pastures and in his final year or something like that but no he's committed and with with Owens and Stripling and Presley back you got your slot guy your two big outside threats and I I really like what what Talon Shetron did too in the in the early part of the season before he was hurt, so I think the Cowboys' receiving room in particular could be a, a great weapon for this team that just wasn't here when the Cowboys remember early this season they were hurt they they were struggling to find receivers to put in there and I think next year the receiving room could be a big threat for the Cowboys regardless of who's passing them the ball. Sure, and I mean you you look at it Leon Johnson the third. Um, that that's a big loss, right? You, you think yeah. about um what he was able to do in the absence of DeSean Dribbling after Stribling got hurt. Uh, we didn't know exactly what Leon Johnson the could do, but he showed us just how big of a player he is. And look, I've had people say, "Oh, he's going to go, you know, undrafted or whatever," just kind of speculation. I think he's going to get drafted. I mean, you look at what he put on tape. Um, I surely think an NFL team is going to like his big frame and his ability to go up and make plays. But that's beside the point. Um, Jaden Bray, probably the second biggest loss in that receiving uh receiving core. Sam, he's in the transfer portal, go into West Virginia. So the Cowboys will see him again uh probably at some point. But yeah, I think overall to have Owens, who emerged as kind of the breakout player of the year, I might say, on the Cowboys. Um you could say Ollie Gordon, he was probably breakout, but uh Owens was was awesome in the Texas bowl in a few games down the stretch, he's he's going to be a good player. And that's as uh, dynamic of a, of a three-receiver punch as I think you might find across the Big 12. I remember what Owens brought off the field too this year with, sure, just being a senior or a, a veteran guy in a room where, you know, you had injuries, you had guys go down, and you were just looking for stability there. But Rashad Owens was the guy with the halftime speech at at BYU, he was the guy um, kind of one of the vocal leaders of this team. So I think to get Rashad Owens back was, was big. And I mean, shoot you want anyone who was your bowl game MVP back offensive bowl game MVP. But yeah, I agree. Owens with, with Stribling coming back with, with Presley in the slot coming off his best year as a cowboy. It could be a formidable group. If Alan Bowman is the guy with the keys to that offense, if, Garrett Rangel is if Zane Flores is who knows but it'll uh I think it's it's kind of a car that whichever quarterback gets to start it and run it it, it's it's a car that that's capable of going yeah I mean I would certainly want to drive that car if I'm a quarterback or if I'm Garrett Rangel or, or Zane Flores or Alan Bowman it's a great situation because you have the weapons and you also have the protection Sam the offensive line uh it's going to be pretty stout next year I think that's right and and that's a uh, that's the group that's kind of trickled in over time a little bit um but yeah it's it's pretty much just for for cowboys fans it pretty much everyone but preston wilson has mm-hmm. kind of committed to coming back right now um we'll see that's been changing uh almost by the minute or, or by the second as transfer portal news can but yeah the cowboys are going to be very veteran up front and um it's a well-liked group ollie gordon loves those guys and he kind of credited those guys as one of the reasons he's returning is to run behind Joe Maholski and um, you know Preston Wilson if he comes back or uh, Jason Brooks will be back. He was hurt later this year, um, but Birmingham and Springfield on the outside. So those guys, you know, y- you're only so good as a running back as your offensive line, really. And to to have the the combo of Ollie Gordon back, but the offensive line, it's it's a big it's a big uh, get for for these Cowboys going into the Big 12 next year, where I imagine. Offensive, uh, just just offensively, the Cowboys should be one of the favorites to win the Big 12 next year. Yeah, when you think about it, I mean, how many years have OU and Texas kind of been one, two in that preseason poll just kind of because? And of course, that's no more. Um, so you definitely think with the Cowboys and everyone, they return coming off of a Big 12 championship game appearance. You would think they would be uh, favored or, or up in the top in that preseason poll. Arizona, I mean, they look good in their bowl game against OU. So we'll see how how that kind of shakes out. Um, But, I mean, we talked about the offense. Even the defense, I think, Sam, is kind of trending in a positive direction. You talked about uh, DJ McKinney going in the portal. OSU also loses Nick Session. Uh, He's a kind of more veteran safety uh, defensive back. So Cowboys won't have those two guys. But when you think about everything they lost last year, and some of the plays Jabbar Muhammad made on uh, the national stage ESPN, gosh, I mean, the Cowboys, they got off pretty light in terms of losing people to the transfer portal. Yeah, that's right. And I think, Ben, all all year long, the main problem with this defense was, was inexperience. Or, you know, and, and maybe a lot of that's, hey, you're bringing a new defensive coordinator. Jim Knowles was not great his first year. So I'm not saying Barnardo is going to be defensive Knowles, but I'm saying there are going to be growing pains regardless. And um especially switch switching schemes up um as the Cowboys did. So what you get by retaining a lot of these defensive players is just another year. Is another year of experience, is another year to eliminate coverage busts in in practices and uh eliminate, you know, the, the Kansas tight end running down the seam three times in the game wide open. Was that uh Fairchild? Yeah. So um I think the Cowboys, I think the, the biggest thing that Brian Arnie needed to do was, was just retain everyone, and the Cowboys were able to do that this year, um, and like we said, that's not always a given in the transfer portal. So let's go through it. Ben, the top 10 tacklers on Oklahoma State are, I'll, I'll give you the top four first. Nick Martin, Kendall Daniels, Trey Rucker, and Colin Oliver. All of those guys can come back. Um, they're all actually draft eligible you never know with, with the NFL combine, what, what those guys, uh you know, pursuits are, what their dreams are. A lot of it comes down to what draft grades you get. And um, if you can make more money in college or the pros, but those four guys can all come back in for a defense that gets to the big 12 championship game. Usually that's not the case um, in 2021. That guy, those defense uh had a ton of seniors. So it's different this year. Those guys can all come back, but Ben, Oklahoma State can bring back six of its top 10 tacklers overall. Yeah, that's impressive. And like you said, in that 2021 vaunted, you know, amazing defense, Malcolm Rodriguez was a senior, Devin Harper was a senior, a bunch of guys in the secondary a senior. Um, the defense, of course, wasn't the strength of this team, but some some really good players. I mean, you said in your, in your story, Nick Martin led the Big 12 in tackles. Um, I thought it was an interesting scene after... The Texas Bullet press conference, Sam, Mike Gundy was walking by and he's, he looked at the the final totals there and said, man, we didn't think anybody would surpass Malcolm. Uh, but here Nick Martin is, and he had surpassed Malcolm's single season tackles. Pretty impressive. Yeah, Malcolm, uh, uh, Nick Martin had 140. The, the big 12 high this year, aside from Nick Martin, was 125. So um, yeah, Nick Martin was balling out this year and I wrote in a story that I guess I'd recommend um, you go check that out if, if you want to find out more about Nick Martin's great season, but something that I I almost had to look back on like I'd forgotten it is Nick Martin wasn't a star at the beginning of this year. He he wasn't even necessarily a starter at the beginning of this year, but uh, he was listed as an or with Justin Wright and Justin Wright got hurt, kind of opened the door for for Nick Martin to start at linebacker alongside Xavier Benson. and. Nick Martin took that opportunity and ran with it to the, to the fullest extent. Um, they, they call him, uh, is it Missile that they call Nick Martin? So yeah. he uh, run with it, might not even be a strong enough if He flew with it, I guess, uh, metaphorically. And yeah, the, the Cowboys, if they bring Nick Martin back, that would be huge. Barnardo said, he told me after the Texas Bowl, he's only seen one player have uh, the, work, the work ethic of Nick Martin. There's a guy named Jace McDown, who is now a coach at Emporia State. Um, and Jace McDowell was a very accomplished player at Emporia State. So Nick Martin's he's doing it at the Big 12 level. And he's he's a huge domino. He could go to the draft. I, I haven't heard a ton of buzz around that. It seems like maybe he'd wait a year. But if the Cowboys can bring Nate Martin back, um, which he's eligible to be back, that'd be huge. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to do the math here and, and maybe think of the OSU defensive players, uh, in this kind of top 10 tackles who are not coming back next year. That's going to be, of course, Xavier Benson, who is out of eligibility. And he had a, a big, long kind of statement about uh, his journey through through tech and then uh, junior college and, and finally at OSU. He's going to the NFL draft. Anthony Goodlow, the transfer from Tulsa defensive line, he's also out of eligibility. Um, of course, we mentioned DJ McKinney, who he's going into the transfer portal. And Nathan Lotu, another defensive lineman for the Cowboys there, out of eligibility. I think that would maybe be an area to address, Sam, defensive line when you look at Anthony Goodlow and Nathan Lotu, both guys who I think were really kind of um, under the radar solid for OSU this season. Agreed. You need, I imagine the Cowboys will will go after some edge guys because what you do have coming back on the defensive line is... Colin Clay and Justin Kirkland. Uh, Clay already announced he's coming back. Justin Kirkland can come back. Those guys were, you know, huge, beefy guys in the middle that are perfect uh, one techniques for for Nardo's scheme. So the Cowboys have that group locked up. Good uh, veteran DTS coming back, but I imagine they will look for some edge guys um, in the portal. You can't ever have too many edge guys. Um, so too too many good rushers around the the end of the line. So. Look for the Cowboys to add some some pass rush help there. But yeah, been, um, I listed the top 10 tacklers and how four of them can come back. But the guys that didn't tackle a whole lot that can also come back, like we said, Clay and Kirkland, Justin Wright can come back, the linebacker. He didn't hardly have any tackles this year getting hurt so early, but he'll be back. Um, he announced that. And then Corey Black can return as well. So I know some folks said, oh, you could hop in the the, the portal and, and join Texas, join his brother Kobe. But he hasn't done that yet as of, uh, you know, recording time on January 2nd when the portal closes. So we'll see. But the Cowboys can add vet- or can return veterans everywhere on this defense, which was the main thing in my opinion. Yeah. And of course, you said, Sam, there's another transfer portal window um, in the spring, I think. And of course, the NFL draft where a lot of this roster uh, could still change. Certainly positive signs right now for the Cowboys in 2024. I think things are trending up. Alan Bowman is, I think at this point, the biggest question marks him. He kind of filled us in on, on where he's at with his whole waiver uh, situation. He said he kind of expects to hear from the folks at the NCAA in a couple of weeks. He thinks, you know, they'll, they'll celebrate Christmas and they'll celebrate New Year's and then maybe tackle some of that, uh, that waiver decision. He didn't, Give an inkling on if he's hearing positive or, or negative or, or what he's hearing. He's just anticipating he'll find out. Um, he, he was asked, "Hey, are, are are you nervous? Are are you anxious for this whole thing?" And he said, "No, no, I'm not nervous. Just it's it's going to be an anticipatory next couple weeks is the word he used to describe how he's waiting out this process. That's right. So, like you said, Ben, good to have the caveat. The roster can still change. Maybe someone goes crazy on the bench press at the the comp at the you know pro day that Oklahoma State has, and they shoot up on the charts. But I think Mike Gundy he was probably speaking from the heart a little bit here when he said uh, after the the bowl game, the large majority of players that are on this team that have a chance to come back have said that they want to come back. Gundy said, "I like the chemistry of the team. I think they are competing with each other against whoever we're playing." And they feel like we could make a really good run next year. So I think you and I are trying to echo that sentiment, Ben, a little bit. Is on paper, the Cowboys are setting themselves up for success. Whether that translates into wins, that's why the games are played. Um, the, the preseason poll obviously changes. And we're a long way from even getting to the 2024 preseason poll. But it does seem in a year where the Cowboys are not going to have to go through OU. They're not going to have to go through Texas and uh, the Big 12 will be about as wide open as it's ever been with some new teams being added, it does seem like the Cowboys are in a good position to at least return to the Big 12 championship game or be in that mix late in the year. Well, I mean, if you ask Ollie Gordon what he's kind of expecting out of next season like we did uh, after the bowl game, he said, man, you know, if we, we got to get to the playoff. We got to be a part of that 12-team playoff. And he said, the Heisman trophy has got to return to Stillwater. Those are his two big goals. Um and they are big. But when kind of pressed on it, Ollie, you know, those those are some some big things you're talking. Do you believe it? He believes it. He believes that this team is capable of reaching the 12 team playoff and the Heisman trophy getting back to Stillwater. So, Ollie Gordon's a believer. Hey, underrated loss, Alex Hale. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys have had good kickers here. Um for as long as I've been around the team, it's it's always yeah. been kind of a quiet strength, I think of the Cowboys and it goes back to to, you know, Dan Bailey even. Um with with those kind of plays. So you're right. I think um the Cowboys did kind of let Logan Ward do some of those extra points. I'd imagine he could maybe kind of slide over into to some of that role. But yeah, Alex Hale, he's he's going in the NFL draft. He he's been good for a long time. Um impressive journey from him from tearing his knee on that bedlam field right uh certainly someone who's who's done a lot of good here in Stillwater. okay let's let's talk a little hoops Ben before we wrap it up hoops are the biggest thing in town now you were at the last cowboy basketball game the Cowboys are on a little bit of a win streak what you see out there uh on uh over this weekend yeah so the Cowboys did beat South Carolina State but it it wasn't too pretty um and I think That was reflected in Mike Boynton's kind of comments after the game. Uh, OSU turned it over 23 times. Not ideal. Coming out of the Christmas break. um, It was a close game at halftime, but OSU did kind of end up extending away 86-70. to Got the walk-ons in. Maybe that contributed a little bit to that turnover mix. Um, I think just from that game, though. The reason the Cowboys turned it all over is because of the way South Carolina State played. Uh, the coach there is a Bob Huggins disciple. And if you know anything about college basketball and Bob Huggins, you know that those games are physical and they're going to get after you. And I think we saw a little bit of that um, this, this last game for the Cowboys. But they do win four in a row for the Cowboys. Sam, who, who would have thought we're, we're saying four in a row for the Cowboys uh, after what kind of opened? That, that just seems like an impressive mark. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I would have thought it before the season started in, in the the non-conference slate, but the Cowboys started off rough. They're, they're back now um, a little bit in one more non-con game before Baylor comes to GIA. So that will be the real test. And the tests just keep coming. It's like, uh, uh, it's, it's like ACT season where, you know, it's just brutal test after brutal test after brutal test in the big 12. And before you know it, um. You know, if you're not prepared, you'll, you'll be sleeping uh, in resignation on, on your desk. So it's, it's, it's a rough spot um, to be a, a struggling team in the Big 12. The Cowboys haven't been struggling as much lately, but yeah, it get started with Baylor here in a little bit. We'll kind of see how good the Cowboys actually are. The Oklahoma State, been in the Boynton era, has tended to struggle a little bit in the non-conference slate and then figure it out late. Um, sometimes it's been too late, as evidenced by the Cowboys' lack of uh, multiple NCAA tournament appearances lately. But We'll see if if, uh, if that trend continues. It'll be interesting. If you're looking for a positive for how are the Cowboys going to win more than half of these Big 12 games and get into this NCAA tournament, because the Big 12 is so strong this year, Sam, you know, a poor non-conference showing, you might be able to make up enough of that with a strong Big 12 showing to get in the NCAA tournament. Certainly not out of the realm of possibility. And if you're looking for a sign of maybe how are the Cowboys going to do that? I think you have to look at three point shooting. Um the OSU and this is a note from uh from Brian Holmberg in the SID over there. OSU's in the midst of its best three-game shooting stretch in program history. Um they're hitting 467, so 47% of threes against ORU, Wofford and South Carolina State. Um Bryce Thompson, Jarius Hicklin, Javon Small, all kind of in the midst of that for for the Cowboys, and I think Bryce is the guy we need to kind of focus in on here. Um, I'll, I'll just I'll put you on the spot. What do you think he's shooting from three? Probably thirty three percent. That's that's right where he's been at the last couple of years with the Cowboys. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, off the top of my head, off the off the rip, that's what you think Bryce Thompson's about to be a shooting. Right, but Bryce has really stepped that up this season. He's shooting forty three percent. Wow! Um, he knocked in four of nine against South Carolina State, so that's certainly a, an encouraging sign. Um, He's a guy who took so much heat for missing free throws. That that's impressive to to be doing that and um, through through taking some major heat for for being uh, the the leader, one of the leading guards on that team. Yeah, so we'll we'll see if he can keep it up. Of course, um, in Big Twelve play, but. For him to be shooting 43% this season after last year when he was at 37 and his first year at OSU, he was at 29. Um, so certainly kind of an encouraging uh, progression there from Bryce. And um, Mike Boynton said, Bryce Thompson, is, he's going to be our, our leading scorer, but Javon Small is probably going to end up being our best player, which if you've just been watching the Cowboy games, you've kind of seen that. But it was it was interesting to hear Mike Boynton say that um, about a guy who was at Eastern Carolina last year. And I'll tell you, Ben, you mentioned that hot three-point shooting stretch, historical. That's not by accident that the Cowboys have gotten to there. You know, it's not just, oh, they're more fallen now. It, it has been an, a point of emphasis for, for Mike Boynton in roster building that we've seen mm-hmm. over these last couple of years. Uh, obviously, he brought in Bryce Thompson th- three years ago or whatever, but... Bring in Hicklin this year, who's been uh, one of those guys you mentioned. Bring in Javon Small, who can really shoot it. Um, bring in Connor Dow, who hasn't done as much lately, but that's his specialty. He's a Dezagua type player, shooting three-pointers. So you're right, Ben. This Cowboy team has has some flaws, but the three-point shooting that, that's that been on the rise, That that's not an accident, and I don't think it's a fluke either. I think it's uh, it's been a, an intentional part of how this team is constructed. Yeah. So we'll see if the Cowboys can kind of continue to reinvent the classic Mike Boynton team, which has been um, uh, just a physical, athletic group that that makes it challenging uh, in all areas. And we'll see if they can kind of continue to reinvent themselves um, and and throughout this difficult Big Twelve gauntlet. Any final thoughts, Sam, on Cowboy basketball or, or OSU in twenty twenty four? You want to hit on? No, I'm just excited to watch it and very thankful. We usually thank all the great folks behind the scenes like Jacqueline Musgrove and Michael Lane and um, Michael Martin. But I want to thank everyone at Sellout Crowd for making this opportunity possible and super excited for this new year in Sellout Crowd and covering all things Oklahoma State. So, um, I, I guess I'll thank, uh, the, the founder, Mike Kaler and, and everyone under him, all my coworkers for making this such a great spot to, to work at. And, um, thanks to the fans for following. I guess I got to thank you too, Ben, for, for being a, a good coworker. Oh, I do my best. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe if, if you like what you hear. And also, uh, hear me re- real clear on this one. Go get our app. I personally um, digest most of my sellout crowd content, I think, through that mobile app. It's super handy, super easy to to kind of configure. You got the OKC Thunder, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, and the, o- the Oklahoma Sooners on there. You're going to need all three of those kind of tabs, and it's super really easy to sort through and digest all of the sellout crowd content. So go get our app, go like and subscribe. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us in 2024. Uh, We'll see you, of course, the rest of this year covering all things OSU sports.